This, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. What's up, peeps? Welcome back to Rebranding Safety. Let's jump into the intro. We'll get into this podcast exclusive episode, my reflection on Helen Heenan. Isn't deviation, it's complexity. Health and safety has gone mad. Health and safety is trying to unpick having gone mad in the past. There's no one solution and one problem. The problem is that we are looking for one solution. Does the structure of the team allow them to flourish? Feel safe enough to be uncomfortable. The environment defines our behaviours. People aren't the problem, they're the solution. Rebranding safety, crushing the stereotype. Brought to you by Risper. What's up, peeps? Welcome back to Rebound and Safety. Rebound and Safety is the YouTube channel and podcast doing exactly what it says on the tin. We're here to change the perception of health and safety. So if you're new here, hit that subscribe button and the bell and all those magical algorithm thingamajigs that get me in other people's ear holes. So welcome back, people. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Helen Heenan. I loved it. She's a lovely lady. And, um, you know, this is going to be a short reflection um, for the reason that there's a part two coming. So I don't really want to reflect too much on this because, well, it might spoil what's coming up. And I don't want to do that. I never want to spoil things for you. Um, and that that's really important to me that you don't feel spoiled. Sometimes I really don't know what I'm talking about on these, uh, on these raw episodes. Um, how are you finding these, like these more raw reflection episodes that I'm kind of kind of live like i'm doing it kind of live like everything is happening in the moment i'm pressing the buttons that's why it's a bit it's not it's not kind of polished um i mean it's much better for me because it's quicker i can bang out an episode in like 20 minutes which is exactly what i need right now so busy um but let me know if it's shite and you want something more polished then maybe you should fuck off and listen to some other podcast <laughs> before we get into my notes about my chat with Helen, part one of my chat with Helen. I just want to give a little shout out to some companies that, that help us out, that keep us going, that keep investing in in, 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 in rebound safety. They enable us to do what we do. They enable us to not have, you know, kind of paywalls behind or in front of the of this content. They enable us to invest in, in our company so that we can get better equipment better audio i mean if you listen to the i know we've had a bit bit of touch and go with some of the episodes um when we were transitioning office i really don't know what happened there and i know the intro to helen's podcast was a bit peaky um that was literally just my mistake i had the the levels a bit too high um so you know we are we are learning we are improving we are getting better but a big part of that is being able to invest back in the company with the equipment which it's why we give shout outs to companies and this is why we why i have a company in the background that kind of ticks along that helps us keep going and shit so anyway let's get into it so firstly the official sponsors of rebound and safety podcast and youtube channel is paradigm human performance more specifically their hse subscription service so what's paradigm human performance limited are obviously as it says on the tin a human performance or human and organizational performance experts they are also safety professionals therefore they have a health and safety subscription service that they've recently launched and it's good i mean why would you not have a health and safety subscription service that is 
formulated by people who are hop experts. It's kind of like already decluttered and all that stuff. It already kind of helps you appreciate the the subject matter expertise of the worker, um, and it's gonna it's gonna help you be kind of it's that compliance system. That is inevitable. You need to be compliant, but also it's not that compliant system. You're gonna to have to go back to in a couple of years once you've read a couple of books and go, "Oh Jesus, yeah, actually, we better start looking to this more people stuff." You know, can't just keep whipping them with these procedures and stuff. We need to maybe hop it a little bit or new view it a little bit or whatever you want to call it. You don't need to do that with this. Parallel human performance has such a beautiful kind of ethos you know that essentially just want to educate the world Teresa the founder is my coach also and I'm also on their human organizational practitioner course and it is just it's ingrained in what they do they just want to help all of them they're willing to give up more time they want to help they want to educate people they want people to learn how to just be better they align with rebranded safety's kind of ethos so much. Otherwise, we wouldn't have let them sponsor us. We wouldn't be partnering with them. We wouldn't be talking about them on this brand because I genuinely think that whoever you are out there, whether you're an SME that's kind of spinning all those plates and juggling all those balls, that's absolutely perfect for this HSC subscription service. Or maybe you're like, nah, it's not really for us because we're already pretty well established from the compliance point of view. That's fine. But you should still be checking out Paradigm. So if you are that SME type business where safety is a little bit like it's there it's important to you but you're a bit like you're so busy you're just so busy that you're like we should probably look at that one day then this HSE subscription services for you starting from 99 pounds a month go check it out all the emails the phone numbers the website in the description below and if you're not sure you can at least sign up to their learning organization webinar um which will give you a good insight into the team. Uh, there's a lot of the team there. You'll see the founder, trees are on there. You'll see the CEOs normally on there. You know, Shane Bush, who they've just partnered with in America, he's on there quite a lot recently. You know, there's loads and loads of people on there. Not only will you learn something, but you get real insight into who and what Paradigm really is. So go and check that out as well. All the links in the description below, all the emails, phone numbers, everything you need below. And finally, just a quick message from my company, Project Meletium. Project Meletium is a essentially a professional development mastermind community. We've got a wagon wheel coming up on Saturday. Uh, that'll be a few days after this, which is our big mastermind event. Um, where we've actually got Teresa Swinton from Paradigm coming to talk to us. So she comes to do a keynote and then she'll be joining us for workshops as well. So at Project Meletium's three and a half hour quarterly events, you get a real in-depth connection with that speaker. They're not behind the kind of in the green room behind the scenes. They're there, they're with you, they're in the call, they're in that workshop. So you get a real good connection with them and you get to continue that learning. You also get to see how people listen to that keynote from their own ears or their own eyes so to speak so you, you get to learn twice really to do that workshop and then we have a kind of keynote normally from our membership so we ask our membership to come up and talk for 10 to 15 minutes about something that they need help with and they come up and they tell their story they give you the context to the challenge and then they tell you the challenge and you as a community uh, feedback and help them. And that's just one of our calls. We also run philosophy calls. We also run um, book clubs. We also run our weekly community calls as well, which are feedback from the members is that is our USP. Um, that is what 
they are getting so much value out of those weekly community calls. You know, they're telling us they're not experiencing anything like that anywhere else. So if you want to get a test of that, a test of that, you want to get a taste of that, you can come along to one of our community calls free of charge. Just drop me a message or email me at james at rebranded safety and I'll get you along completely free of charge. You can try it out before you buy it. Let's get into today's reflection then from the amazing conversation with the amazing Helen Heenan. Firstly, I think it's worth saying that in the episode, I said towards the end, oh my God, we've wasted so much time talking about your bloody career. That was tongue in cheek, people. Okay, please. I hope you know me by now to know that that was tongue in cheek. Um, and hopefully the tone came across all right. But when I was editing, I was like, mm, maybe the tone's not quite as well as I thought it was. Um, I obviously don't think that we've wasted time listening to Helen's experience and challenges during that kind of business shutdown. Um, it was really important to kind of talk about that. I was more just emphasizing the amount of value that Helen gave uh, in the last 40 minutes to an hour. And I was like, oh my God. And that's why that podcast was like nearly two hours long because we I was so into the conversation with Helen about her experiences. And then all of a sudden she starts banging out all these bombs and I'm like, whoa, this is amazing. And that's why we got back for part two. And that's why today's reflection is not going to be much. I've only got a couple of notes that I wanted to kind of reflect on. Um, because as I was listening to it, and I didn't really write that many notes because I, I said in the back of my head, I've got another episode coming up. So I feel like my reflection is going to ruin it. Um, so most of this is kind of focused on general stuff. And like I say, it's going to be quite short. I say that we're already 10 minutes in anyway. So... I think it's very easy to have listened to Helen's story and be like, oh my God, the company at Arsenal, they left them there. I think how, how hard that was for Helen. And I don't disagree with those points. Like Helen and all the people there that were working today and then tomorrow didn't have a job and they were stuck in a hotel in the middle of nowhere. Oh my God, what that must be like. It's just unimaginable. Like, I just can't believe it. Like... How are we going to pay for the hotel? What about my flight home? Like all of that stuff. Like, oh my God, it must have just been such a stressful, such a stressful um, period. But it's something that I thought as I was listening to it when I was editing, like, I don't think most people at the CEO level of a company are wholly immoral. I don't think they're as immoral as what we think they are or what some people make out they are. And I think all I could get out of my head was how hard it must have been for them as well. Like they're the CEO or a senior director, a senior leader. They've also lost their job and they're worried about paying their own mortgage. But also they've kind of failed. So personally, they have like this deep sense of failure. They probably feel like they let people down. Like they probably feel so in the moment that they can't really think outside the box or not outside the box that's not the right word they can't really think outside their own <sighs> what's happening to them outside of the moment i suppose is the best way to say it so what then made me think is like and how can we expect them to think about all of this stuff like helen who was stranded really well Helen wasn't she drove there luckily but all these other people were like kind of stranded in these hotels that 
essentially got nowhere to stay. Who's going to pay for the dinner? They, they, they have to pay for the dinner. Can they get their hire car to get home to their family? What about their flights? Like, all of that was organised. Do I have to buy my own flight now? Which, you know, easier said than done, but not all of us have got, like, a couple hundred quid sitting around to just bang a flight out tomorrow. And it's... Yes, it's really stressful for the person in that moment, but, like, I did. it did make me think about, like... Do we expect the leaders to think about people like Helen when they sh when they shut down, when they're in administrative, whatever it's called, administration, and they go through these periods? I mean, like Helen said, it was pretty much overnight. They probably knew it was coming. Yeah, granted, they probably knew a lot more than Helen did. But it did make me think, like, in our business continuity plans, we should probably be thinking about that stuff. Like... I think we have business continuity plans for like fire, flooding, earthquake, viruses. Now I suspect everyone's got that on their on their business continuity plan. But what about like financial failure? And I think that we become very narrow minded. So if we have, we probably do have a business continuity plan, and we think about right if the if the business kind of our bank went bust or whatever, there was some kind of overnight referendum or the business just went bust what do we do uh i think the conversation or the mitigations of that business continuity plan would then be very financial they would be very focused on those commercial stuff and brand and how we market it i'm not sure they would address the points of the people that are stranded in the middle of nowhere middle of training at a hotel in x place and i think it's for me, it communicated this message of a more holistic way of looking at business in that I think that we, again, I come back to the point I've said in videos and podcasts many times before in that I actually think that we're cutting ourselves short by doing what we do and calling it health and safety. I am so much more lately erring towards the side of, of operational risk or a broader department of risk management. And I think that yes that transition will be really weird and complicated and messy but i do think ultimately that's how we start to tick all of these boxes and make sure that we have a bit more of a holistic approach to our people to our culture to our operations and to our operational risk so to speak um so it just made me ponder that thought in that we still don't really have a department that brings all of this stuff together and health and safety tries to do it but struggles because people typically look at health and safety and think well, you're just health and safety so that's people stuff so i'm not going to involve you in business continuity of a financial meltdown am i do you get what i'm trying to say it is it's something that's going through my brain a lot recently in my day job is kind of i'm thinking well, actually we should be going over to a more operational risk setting because there's skills that i have and there's skills that other safety professionals have that are beyond health and safety they're actual more operational performance they're more cultural but i'm not getting involved in processes where people are kind of decluttering um their processes and procedures, which we do really well in safety, do not involve me in the conversation because it's not a safety procedure. They'll, they'll ring me if they were doing a first aid procedure. Great, I look forward to that one. Snooze. But it, do, you get, do you get what I'm saying? It's like, and I, I didn't mean that disrespectfully to first aid, especially lately with that football guy. Um, I meant like the procedural stuff behind it. First aid is important, people. Um, but to get back to my point, 
Do you know what I'm trying to say? Is that I just think that we are we we're kind of undercutting ourselves by calling ourselves health and safety. There's a lot of people who disagree with that. Okay, fine, whatever. That's good. Disagree. If you want to talk about it, you can come on a podcast. Open invitation, people. All right, let's move on to my next point. Helen's point on diversity were kind of fascinating and kind of really interesting in that she's like, I, I really like her points and I really agree. I feel like I couldn't have said that as a man. I feel like it would have been deemed as offensive if a man would have said the same as what Helen said in that actually we don't want to get more women into the profession. We want more passionate people in the profession and we need to do more work around making the access, the accessibility into our profession better and just trying to create a spark of passion with people. Um, but we don't just want to, you know, give a bursary targeted at women and stuff like that. I feel like because Helen was a woman, maybe she was allowed to say that socially. Um, whilst I do kind of agree with her and I get where she's coming from, like, I don't want a pilot that's flying the plane that just there, but, you know, it's just a job. I don't want someone to be like, yeah, same shit, different day. If they're flying a tin can from, from here to freaking Tenerife, like what at like just what like 30 something thousand thousand feet in the air jesus christ i don't want someone like yeah same shit different day. i want someone that loves this i want someone that's passionate about it. every day it's like yeah i get to fly a plane today so i can totally get what she's saying does that apply to all careers maybe it does maybe it doesn't i really don't know i could probably only talk for my career i think it makes sense for my career and i i think that it would like, I think one of the biggest issues for me is not, I think there is some accessibility issues, don't get me wrong, and in safety as well. I do think that it can be actually a really difficult profession to get into. Um, I think there's it's really hard to get work experience and internships, which watch this space, um, watch this space is all I can say at the moment. Um, but I think the one of the biggest problems is just awareness of what like people have no idea what safety is like and i'm i think i look at what i'm doing now i'm sitting here making a podcast i look at the videos that i make the cameras and i think do you know what i love making videos i love media and i just had no idea about what you could do around this space when i was at school if someone had put a camera in my hand and just said look trust me Think you're gonna love this and spent the time to show me how to do it and said here's how you can tell a story here's how you can be artistic but you don't need to draw like i was so creative as a kid with such a m mad imagination i couldn't draw i couldn't write i barely read and so that was it i was all right never be creative then just get to, get yourself down to a warehouse will you and um, or get a trade. That's all you're good for, James. Get a trade. No disrespect to traders. That's not what I mean. But like that's that's what it was. And I'm just like, Do you know what? I never knew about all this shit. Never knew. Granted, YouTube didn't really exist when I was a kid, but it kind of did in other forms. And no, no one really ever spoke to me about that stuff. So there's people out there that are like, do you know what? I just, I don't want to work in care, but I do want to make sure that people are, are happy and safe. And I really enjoy psychology and sociology, but I don't want to be a therapist. So I do kind of, I, I also like law and engineering, 
Um, but I also kind of like, I like, I like problem solving and, and kind of helping people kind of to help solve their problems. But I don't really know what kind of job that is. Well, there's no job that's like that. So you just go and be, uh, you just go and be whatever you are. That's gender, gender stereotyped probably. Um, but actually what you've just said there is pretty much a safety professional, but no one knows it's a career. So I, I think actually to Helen's point that yes, we do want people that are more passionate, but actually one of the biggest issues is that we just don't tell people what is actually out there. Because there's just so many amazing jobs out there that are cool AF. Kids just don't know about it, man. I have no idea. And their perception of jobs has just come from shitty stereotypes that are either on the telly or fed from their parents that are based on their own experience as well. But yeah, such a shame. And I think um, I think Helen touched on something really important there. All right. I'm not going to touch on like the room setup. I will note that that really she kind of blew my mind on that stuff, and that's why we that's why we invited her back. I I, I just thought shit, I've been training wrong all of these years. Um, but I'm not going to touch on the training points because um because we're going to go into that. We're going to go into that more. We're going to talk about you know more thinking outside the box when you're training and and think about what you're trying to achieve here and does the room setup, does the structure, does the conversation, does your manner, um, does that actually complement what you're trying to achieve? And but I am starting to realise that really rarely does one size fit all. Everything is kind of a bit more dynamic um, in in that context. So. I told you to keep it short. It's been 20, what, we're just over 20 minutes. That'll do for today. I really enjoyed my conversation with Helen. It was really nice to get an insight into piloting and being a pilot and what that's like and the experiences of Helen. And we have got so much banging value coming up in the next episode. So make sure you keep track of what we're doing. <laughs> make sure you subscribe and all that shit. Okay, peeps, that'll do. Thank you very much. Don't forget to check out Paradigm Human Performance. Don't forget to check out Melisium if you're a safety professional and you want to want to be better. Paradigm Human Performance's um, HC subscription service. If you are a small, medium-sized enterprise, you're looking to get that base level of compliance, base level of regulatory and industry compliance. You know, all kind of levels of compliance. These guys are going to nip it in the bud. They are going to sort your shit out. Yeah. And don't forget, if you want to work with us at Rebranding Safety, go check out www.rebrandingsafety.com. There's loads we can do. If you're a company, you're a brand, you, you've got a product or a service like we help with Paradigm, if we fit right together, we can help you out. Maybe you're about to launch an event. You want something a bit different, a little bit different of a keynote, not this same old shit that you get all the time. You want something a little bit different. We do keynotes. We make videos. We do loads of shit. So... Go check out rebrandingsafety.com. There's loads we can do and there's loads more coming because Rebranding Safety is now a company. Um, so we're kind of like a safety media company. So if you've got ideas, hit us up. We are keen. We're working on some real exciting stuff in the background. And, um, oh, I can't wait to show you. I can't wait. It's, it's going to be a long time though. So I'm a bit premature on that little mini hint or tease. So I'll catch you next week, peeps when I talk to Helen Heenan one more time in part two. Thanks for listening.
The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host and its guests and do not necessarily reflect the position of the companies. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are examples only based on limited and dated open source information and should not be utilised in real life as the only solution available. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the companies. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic or otherwise, without prior written permission from James McPherson. Thank <laughs> you.